Welcome to the Our Savior Speaks podcast from Our Savior Episcopal Church, located at 4227 Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Through this podcast, we'll be sharing messages of hope and encouragement that can be found in the life and lessons of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will also explore ways in which God can work through each of us to make our Lord's grace and love a reality for all of humanity. In the sermon from the second Sunday in Advent, we will hear a lot about John the Baptist. In his gospel, Mark links John to prophecies from Isaiah and Malachi. He notes how John the Baptist is the one who prepares the way for the Lord. We will hear how the preparation John proclaims involves repentance for the forgiveness of sins. In our lesson from second Peter, we will hear the good news of how God wants to give us all the time we need to repent. According to Peter, The Lord is not slow, but patient, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. In the sermon, I will note how a message about repentance can actually be good news, because it's less about condemnation and more about liberation from those things that just get in the way in our relationship with God. In a moment, we will hear the following passages. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Psalm 85, verses 1 and 2, and 8 and 13, the second letter of Peter, chapter 3, verses 8 through 15, and for Mark's gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. The word of the Lord. 
Let us chant Psalm 85 found in your worship bulletin. A reading from the second letter of Peter. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness? waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. The word of the Lord.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people whom the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. To gain or develop something worthwhile, it often requires effort. For example, this past year I've been working toward, well, trying to improve my health. This has involved exercising more, trying to get more rest, and really paying attention to what I eat, watching what I eat and being aware of the time I go to bed along with honoring my Sabbath time, well, these are things that are relatively easy to do. However, the exercise part is usually the most challenging. Now, my main form of exercise involves walking a little over two miles three to four days a week. Now, with the often unpredictable schedule of being a priest, the time that I have found with the least possible interruption is around 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, believe it or not, though, and I know in my head that exercise is good for me, but there are some mornings when the greeting from my dog, who is eager and ready for our walk at 5.30 a.m., that can sometimes seem like anything but good news. <laughs> Thankfully, God has placed my furry, four-legged workout partner in my life because rather than doing what is needed to achieve a better quality of life, there are those times that I would just rather turn over in bed for some more sleep. <laughs> now, in today's passage from Mark's Gospel, we hear about the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, even though Mark only mentions Isaiah, he's actually blending some messages here from both Isaiah and Malachi to proclaim this good news that he has. Now, this is where we are introduced to the person who embodies the motivating spirit of our Lord, with that person being 
John the Baptist. Nothing says happy holidays like John the Baptist, right? Now, with my somewhat twisted sense of humor, as some of you probably know already, I started comparing John the Baptist with my dear sweet dog. Well, and here's how I did this. Well, both are motivated. They're committed to their task. Both are kind of furry. (laughs) And both like to eat strange things. (laughs) Now, with my dog, while my dog encourages me each day to get out of bed and, and before the sun rises to exercise as I need to do, John the Baptist is calling anyone who is willing to improve their lives by repenting for the forgiveness of their sins. Now, the actual word in the original Greek text for repent is metanoia. Now, this can be translated as to change one's mind. Now, I believe that when we think of repentance as changing one's mind, then we might be more open to hearing this message from John the Baptist as as being good news, right? John's proclamation can be seen as less about condemnation and more about liberation from sin when we see it as changing one's mind. Now, liberation is the focus of the comforting news in today's lesson from Isaiah, if you're paying kind of close attention to that. When we look at what is happening with the the bitter conflicts that we're all aware of that are happening now in the Middle East, it kind of blows your mind, doesn't it? To think about conflict here from a few thousand years ago, prompting Isaiah to offer words of comfort to the people of Israel as they were struggling with their Babylonian captors. Rather than being limited to a particular event in time, we can see Isaiah's message as being really timeless for all of humanity. With this vivid imagery, he is showing how the coming of the Lord will level the way for all people to have an opportunity to see God's glory and share in God's goodness. Blessing is something that God desires for everyone, for everyone to receive, whether we choose to receive it or not. God still desires it. And as followers of our Lord, we are the ones who have been entrusted with the ongoing task of encouraging the world to find peace and comfort in God, which often involves, well, changing one's mind from an existing path that might be leading us to a dead end. When thinking about any of the ongoing conflicts in our world and, you know, throughout our nation, we might be discouraged at times and really wonder if humanity just might be beyond redemption. Well, this is where Peter, I believe, would beg to differ in today's passage from his second letter. Now, last week we heard of cries of eagerness for God to return to make all things new. And today we have Peter reminding us that God wants to give us all of the time that we need to repent. God is not in a rush. God's ready and waiting for us at any time. According to Peter, the Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is actually patient, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. Peter goes on to state, Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting, strive to be found by God at peace, 
without spot or blemish and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. In our Wednesday lectionary group that meets her each Wednesday at 11 o'clock, this past week someone asked, how in the world can we meet this criteria of being without spot or blemish? Well, thankfully our Lord understands our shortcomings, which is why I believe Peter urges us to strive to never give up, to never stop trying, indicating that there will be times that we will not get it right. But by repenting, we can return to our Lord and then keep giving it our best effort. A developing theme that we might have picked up on here in today's lessons points to God's desire to be in communion with all of humanity. For relationships to work, we all know that it takes two. It takes both parties that, who must be willing to come together with willingness being the key to success. God will never force God's self on us, but God is always willing to be with us when we allow. God's willingness is noted in God's patience and not wanting any to perish that Peter speaks of in today's epistle. Now, when our minds are likely at this time of the year turned towards those fun gift exchanges, we should also think about the gift of a life-changing relationship that our Lord offers. When our focus turns inward and away from God, we are presented with this gift, this gift of repentance that can pull us out of that spiral towards self-centeredness. And here on this second Sunday in Advent, some might be thinking, how is this good news at a time when most of us are wanting to really focus on holiday cheer? Well, I believe with all my heart that the opportunity to repent, it is good news because it leads us to the one who came without sin as a vulnerable infant, who then who grew to restore the relationship between creator and creation. The gospel writer is well aware of Isaiah's foretelling when he identifies John the Baptist as the one who is to fulfill the prophecy by preparing the way for the Lord and making his path straight. Mark tells us here with John the Baptist that he is, he, John the Baptist, is someone we might easily dismiss by his outward appearance, his odd fashion sense, and well, peculiar diet. But that does not deter him from his mission of proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. When we live into this true meaning of Advent with anticipation and preparation, along with confession and repentance, we can see the areas of our relationship with God that just might need a little attention. And so by confessing our transgressions with repentant hearts, we are opening ourselves to the promise of our Lord's redeeming grace. When our relationship with God has been restored, we can then become God's messengers who are renewed. And, and we can be like those who, who we find in today's lectionary passages. Yes, we can be enthusiastic heralds who prepare the way by sharing the peace and love of Christ with the world, which really is good news.
Amen.